this point, we, 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 we're discussing Judaism Torah as an extreme. We've made a few, a few points, and the points have caused somewhat a, a deep inner stirring from within, and a fear as well. Because Torah is advocated as an extreme, as is represented by the entire gamut of Torah laws, that we often are under the mistaken notion that a person can live within the realm and be a proper Torah, live within the realm of Aloha, comply to what is expected of him, and that's considered a um, keeping of Torah, a keeping of Torah. But the truth is, after our study, we realize that that Torah doesn't, in its essence, it could be that there is some level of Torah observance when a person just complacently follows the halacha and keeps everything and is not over anything. It could be there is something in there, but it's certainly not what a Jew is meant to be. Rather, what a Jew is meant to be is Torah begins, doesn't end, begins with complete self-sacrifice. That when you're willing to give over your life to Torah, that's a starting point. And the truth is, even though when I describe it in these terms, people get, they flinch. But when the Pasuk, which we say with such conviction every day, So the Gemara interprets the word with all your heart, meaning Even if HaKadosh takes your life, even if you're in a life-threatening situation, you have to give up your life for Torah. So you see that it's not some type of high level set aside for the tzaddikah door, but every Jew declares with conviction every single day, I will give up my life. Now, if you'll give up your life in a one-off instant, it means that that's not a rare act that you will display your conviction, but rather that's the theme of your connection to Judaism. The theme of your connection to Judaism is, I'm going to give up my life for this. Now, the opportunity in terms of giving up your life for Kiddush Hashem may not arise in your lifetime. That doesn't undermine the fact that that's what Judaism is. That's its reality. In other words, how far do I have to go until I die? Until I give absolutely everything, including my very life. Yes? Would you say it should be the opposite? When I, when I decide to die is how far I'll go. What, what, what that means is that the way the Pasuk says, it says, that the degree of love that you have for the Creator is such that keeping your life when you transgress His mitzvahs, keeping your, keeping your life when you transgress His mitzvahs is the ultimate, keeping your life will be death. In other words, the Ayavas Hashem is way greater than your own personal physical being. So of course you'll give up something small for something big. The something big is Ayavas Hashem. So that, that relationship between small and big is consistent throughout Torah. What is small? Everything which is specifically loca- located in my own subjective persona relative to the greatness of Torah is small. So I always exchange something small for big. My love of hot dogs is small. My shmiras akashras is big. So of course I'll give up the tiny thing for the big thing. Any conflict that we have about giving up for Torah is based on the fact that we're viewing something which is as small as big. Oh, you can't ask me to do that. That's way too hard. <laughs> Explanation. In my relationship to Torah, I see myself as bigger than the Torah. Because in giving up, I'd rather give up the Torah for myself. So therefore, Torah is an extreme sport. Now, it sounds very harsh. <laughs> it sounds very harsh. It sounds very harsh. Because the reason why it sounds harsh, and because we have to speak about the practical application, the reason why it sounds harsh is because Torah is not our lives. 
Our lives are our lives. So we look at the Torah as a thief. The Torah is there to steal my life from me. I want to sleep into a time I want to sleep into. The Torah says, wake up before Krishna. I want to eat what I want to eat. The Torah says, cautious. I want to work in a job that I want to work in. The Torah says, you have to be occupied in the study of Torah day and night. So I want all these things, but the Torah tells me not. So, so what I do is when there's a thief that's coming to my house, what do I do? So he's in my house. He's stealing my things. I can't get him out. But I can keep as much as I can. As much as I can grab for myself, I'll grab so he takes away the minimum. So therefore, I start to say to myself, okay, the Torah stolen my mornings. I'll push, push Christmas until the last possible month. I'm not going to wake up for nights. Because since the Torah is a thief, so the less he gets from me, the better. The Torah says that I have to learn Torah. So I'll be I'll, I'll be kuveitim, I'll learn an hour a day. Get away with the least possible. Hour, minute, second. Whatever it is, each person according to his degree of intoxication with misapprehensions of what life is about. So therefore, as a result, as a result, now this is really what I want to discuss because that doesn't sound very appealing to anyone. But the kind of Judaism that complacency reproduces is a Judaism sept of all energy, sept of vitality. Because you can't, your life begins in Judaism when it stops in every other area. I become alive when I give up of myself. I'll try to illustrate that. If a person wakes up for night, it's a hard thing to do. But there's no question that overcoming your desire to sleep and standing in front of the Creator as the sun rises, that feeling is way more precious, majestic and powerful than were I to be fast asleep in my bed. The pleasure I get from the extra hour or two hours of sleep no way compares with the grandeur of self that I acquire by waking up so early in the morning. We all understand that. We all understand that it's a higher level of living. We all understand that when we do that, we go to a different plane of existence. And yet, day after day, area after area, we persist in living in a tiny world, sucked up into our own selfish souls, drilled by the forces that threaten to undermine our very foundations. They drill away, they drill away, they drill away, depriving us from the vitality and the vigor of life, depriving us from the freshness and the beauty of what we could have, expanding ourselves way beyond our physical parameters. Why? Why do we do that? Well, because it takes a lot of chokhmah to get out of it. And now it becomes a scary, scary part. In other words, it's a nice vault. It's a nice vault. And uh, the drilling is incessant. It doesn't stop. It keeps, keeps, on, keeps on going. Now it has to break through. And it's trying to break through our defenses. And day after day, night after night, second after second, it seeks to... So now we have to think of it. I had a horrible experience last night. I've been... Dev, welcome to the share. We've been going along the theme for a long time. And it's a response to this seeming disease, malaise, in, 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 in the larger from world of sheer passivity in mitzvahs. Where's the fire? Why, when you walk into a shul, don't you feel enraptured by the spiritual energy that should be exploding? There should be electricity in the air. And if there's not, something's going wrong. Why, when, you, when, when you're in a sugya, don't you feel enlivened that you, when you close the Gemara, you posh it, can't keep your mind off it because it's so engaging? 
Why, when you say a bracha is it a competition between what's going to get there first? Your lips finishing the bracha or the food itself? Why, why, why? Why, when I put on my tefillin, is it possible for me not to feel elevated? I have tefillin, I've got cities, I've got mezuzah. I should be in a different realm, a different plane. Why, why, why isn't it happening? Because we're living in Yiddishkeit, which is sustained by complacency and mediocrity. And therefore, the freshness and the vitality has been sapped out of our being. So we're seeking a way beyond it. We're seeking to reignite the fire from within. And unfortunately, there are many factors which have contributed to the dulling of the flame. The, the onslaught of the Western world has become, um, has become overwhelming. Um, and to such a degree that we, we've almost lost the ability to see it as a separate invasive force and it becomes just a reality of our being. We need to have it. And that destructive thought process stops us from freeing ourselves from the enemy. The enemy of technology, the enemy of Facebook, the enemy which seeks to prey and destroy our friendships because we put them on such a facile and ridiculous level, our connections to something real, our focus, because we are so distracted with uh, trivialities of a thousand superficial pieces of information, <coughs> and our ability to delve deeply has been sucked out of us. So we're fighting a battle. We're fighting a battle. Now, the scariest thing about fighting a battle is when you don't know there's a battle to be fought. And you think your enemy is your ally. That's petrified. As long as he's an enemy, you can, you, can, you can find new tactics to defeat him. But when your enemy becomes your friend, so you embrace him. So we have embraced our enemy. And now we have to fight him. Let's hear it from someone who's embraced his enemy. Father. Isn't there an idea? That sounds like a very authoritative source. So are you saying something, Feinberg? Are you saying something good? Yeah, yeah, come. Ask, ask, good. Don't just faffle. Yes, absolutely. In other words, if you have an intimate knowledge of your enemy, it's precious. But if you think your enemy is your friend, and therefore you welcome him in, and you let down all your defenses until he starts to operate the guns that you already got manned against him, then you're in trouble. Yeah, but maybe, maybe you're, you're, you're letting him in like that to trick him. Oh, that's what you're doing. Oh, <laughs> good. No, no, I agree. You're definitely in control. Yes. No, no, I see you. No, it is definitely just an idea. <laughs> so, so therefore, so therefore, because of this, because of this, here we are trapped in our, in our, in our, in our. The the, the scary thing is, and I've kind of watched this decline amongst Bailey Chuba, but I'm going to discuss another scary thing. But always, my role, I felt as a person dealing with Bailey Chuba was to calm them down and make sure that they didn't go overboard. In the last five or six years, it's become almost irrelevant because no one's trying to go overboard. In the early years of the Balchava movement, you have these guys who were like giving it all they got and they were learning till strange hours in the morning and th they couldn't contain it and they would, they'd, they'd literally explode, they'd, they'd become nervous wrecks. There were big problems. So you have to tell the person, you have to be normal, you have to adjust to normal speed. That is no longer an issue. That is no long issue. Now the problem is people get involved in Judaism and the more they become involved, the more if there was any original flame of fire to begin with, it becomes doused by the, by the incessant water sprayed onto the flame 
of the world around them. And now, now it's not a problem. You don't have to coach people to don't learn so much, don't have so much cover on them brokers. You really can dive in the shortest one essay. Don't be so makbid and lush and horror. Just be normal, just be normal, just be normal. Now you have to say, don't be normal because you're not doing anything. You're not, you're not breaking through the threshold of transition into a world which is the world of Torah. And that's happened. And that's happened. So now we, now we have to change and we have to rediscover the light and find the fire. You're saying that a laxity has crept into the ideological structure of that system now. A laxity which is prevalent in Western ideology. Not only that. No, it's not. It, I don't think. I don't believe it's an ideological problem. A laxity has crept into the fulfillment. Could be in the ideological sphere. People still. It's being undermined as well, but still pay lip service to the ideas. Perhaps. You're talking about a feeling. You're saying there's, there's, there's an experiential feeling. lack of tangible sure. connection. In other words. About Shiva, in my time, could not come into your Shiva and leave your Shiva without realizing that the central sugya, preoccupation, subject, point of contact in his life is Torah. They couldn't do that. Now, how they wrestled with that would be different. Now it's possible for Baal Shiva to enter into Shiva and leave and still not have Torah as a central occupying, preoccupying thing in his life. It's a thing. It's a thing. But there are other things in life. Maybe it's even a big thing in his life. But it's not the thing. Where's Torah? Is the thing. That's what we're here for. Everything else is just, is just a means to that end. And that notion seems to have slipped out the back door somehow. It's not, normality has become compromise. Previous normality was maintaining a balance. Now normality is compromise. Can't do everything. You have to have, you have, to have your career. You have to maintain relationships. You have, you have to learn becomes like this whole thing. You have to, you have to, you have to, you have to. And one of the have to's is also to have to admit it. So are you negating the, the go-slow approach? I'm, 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 I'm doing well, much more than negating. I'm, I'm ferociously opposing it. So and I'm saying I'm echoing the go-slow approach. And I'm echoing the words of an Alta Nevada. And he says, if you can't change in an instant, you won't change your entire life. And the go-slow approach is for sissies. <laughs> no, the go-slow the go approach, the go-slow approach, it just, it just doesn't work. It goes so slow that at the end you go so slow that you land up going so slow that you never get anywhere. That's how slow it is. Slow becomes so slow that you never get anywhere. You have to get somewhere in life. Where's the greatness? Where's the leadership? Where's the fire? Where's the passion? People are very normal. No one's going off the wall. Unbelievable. Everyone's psychologically sound. And what are in their psychological sound lives? They're little, little dwarves of Jews. Yes, they daven. Yes, they learn. Yes, they do the Parnassah for 90% of their life. Yes, they have families. Yes, they send them to Jewish schools. No. Passion. It's a fire. It seems to be. It seems to be that the 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 shells, the, the layers of covering up of, of any kind of connection to something which is beyond have become so dense that you actually have to you have to use shock treatment to break them. Before you could perhaps they were they were slightly less and you could you could ease them away. But now the inner self is so camouflaged and so so buried that you need dynamite to release it. You're talking about Eurydice Zodiac within 
within Eurasia, yeah, within 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 three or four or five years, Eurasia is a decline in the generations, and it's happening rapidly. It's almost happening now. It used to be on a generation basis, and now it's on yearly. And now you can see that you can feel the decline from 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 year to year. Is that because just generally in the world things are getting quicker? So, by the same token, it's affecting us. Probably. In other words, most of the people who are bilateral are products of the Western world. Mm-hmm. Certainly are this English-speaking world. So, therefore, people are coming with completely different expectations. They're coming from a very different place. Everything is available with a double-click. So, when you say to the person, you know, you have to be successful in your learning tour, how long will they take? At least five years before you take it seriously. So, they say, excuse me, excuse me, you know, I don't have time to afford. It's your eternity. But you, you believe in it? Oh, yeah, 100%. I understand. How can you say to teach maternity? Yeah, sure. Um, isn't it sort of, uh, maybe not half, this has an approach of, it's sort of the approach of um, center. Absolutely. So I think now, now let's talk about the danger. <laughs> the danger. So there's a tremendous danger with the, with the whole approach that I've been advocating. It's a very dangerous. And I started to feel like the, 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 the claws of the danger scratching me last night. Last night I had this shocking headache. Because I, I, I get tension headaches and I don't get them that often. But last night I had the worst, it was such a horror, I went to sleep and I thought I'd be able to sleep through it and it woke me up from the pain. So they hectic and it's clear to me that the headache is because of what I'm trying to do with myself. That I'm trying to be break myself in every possible way. And now I'm looking at myself and understand that just as a product of my years, I've been playing the game for the last twenty four years. And still this demanding approach to self improvement is extremely powerful and it cuts you up into pieces. And if you don't have the strength of character, it can absolutely destroy you. And that's what Spaz has been worried about all along. And that's the whole motivation around the go-slow approach. So now we're stuck. If you go with the go-slow approach, the chances are you won't get anywhere. If you go with the radical change and instant approach, the chances are you'll land up a psychological mess. So what I'd like to investigate is a dynamite approach where you come out psychologically sound. That would be the ideal. Now I think the point of investigation lies in the struggle, the emotional pain and the, the, the difficulty happens when I see, like we began the share with, when I see going forward as stealing my life and restricting my behavior. If I saw going forward as liberating, I wouldn't have the same type of psychological trauma. When you have a person who's motivated in a particular area, whether it be sports or music or career, and he gives himself over to it, and he stays up at the office until 4 o'clock in the morning, at the end of a period, he may be physically exhausted, but there's no emotional tension that he experiences from the endeavor, because his self is invested in the extremism. The problem with becoming from is, if you act extreme, but you don't have that self-investment, that's when, the, that's when the discord starts, and that's when the emotional problems start to crop up. The, 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 the extreme giving over of yourself to Torah has to feel like I'm expressing myself. If it feels like I'm destroying myself, so then that act is not appropriate with that feeling. And then most discord sets in, and then people start to go weird. So you need, the, you, need, you need the extreme commitment, but you can't have the extreme commitment unless 
you're fully invested in it on an emotional level. But on an emotional level, that's not where I am. On an emotional level, I would rather sit in a football match on a Saturday morning than sit in a four-hour shul service. But I have to sit in the four-hour shul service because that shows my devotion. But I can't be devoted because that's not where I want to be. So now we hit, that's the brick wall we're hitting. You see the brick wall? The brick wall is, you are way, way, way underliving your potential. It's ridiculous. The amount you learn, the amount that you've grown, it's pathetic. But if I start to make demands on you, you'll say, but you can't do it. Why can't you do it? Because you're not there. You don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. So I can't demand something of you don't want because if you do it and you don't want to do it, so then that creates it creates a deep level of sheker in action. Do you understand? And sheker doesn't stand. If I behave above my level, it's sheker. And sheker falls. Kush the koi, shikra loy koi. MS stands and sheker doesn't stand. But but, but okay, but then what am I, so now we stuck. So I can't change radically, but that's the only way I can do it. Because if I change radically, so that will be a there will be it will be it will be false. But I can't not change radically because then I don't change. Do you understand? That's that's as I was suffering the pain of my headache, that's that's the kind of way I phrase the difficulty. So I see what he's saying is right, no? What he's saying is right, that if you don't give yourself over completely to Judaism, so then who what game are you playing? Just don't but on the other hand, if you do, so then you're out, you, and you're not invested in it, in a true sense, then you end up with emotional wreck. Now, the reason why I can do this much better now than I did it when I tried it 15 years ago is because now I'm much more connected. So it's much easier for me to go much further. But 15 years ago, it was a complete disaster. So now when I look at you, and you're just starting off the program, so how can I demand that of you? It will actually make you into a bunch of raving lunatics. So the guys who didn't come to this year and only like left me last for the last year, I apologize in advance <laughs> for your emotional states. Yes, Hendler. Have you got to, you've got, to you've got to see why you want to change before you do it. And when you make the change, it's going to be as, as hard. Seems to be. There's got to be a level of understanding. Seems to be. It's, it's, okay, good. Let's, 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 okay, good. What do you say, Devon? No, no, I've got a question. How, how did you invest yourself? Because that seems to be the... Or you're asking practically, what would I'm investment asked, be? Asked, yeah, no, 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 I'm saying, because that seems to be the, the problem here. Problem is, 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 is giving up and g- going the extra yeah. mile. Is that investment, is that emotional, deep connection that allows you to do everything? That's else? right. So how do you, that's what I'm trying to get, is how do you do that exactly. investment? That's precisely the problem. Yeah. You've just stated the problem. I mean, mm. you can do the act, mm. but if you don't have the company, mo- in other words, you do the act. So, what yeah. you, so now you can't even move them and say, okay, that's it. I'm learning till 12 o'clock tonight. Mm. I'm learning 12 o'clock tonight. But you don't want to be there till 12 o'clock. Mm. But you're doing it because of the schmooze. And you wake up at 6 o'clock in the next morning. So, shikraloi koi. That's shikra, why you last? Yeah. You know, you'll just eventually land up hating and hating everyone because you're not there. Whereas, whereas if, I, if, if I say to you, listen, you invent some type of stupid, idiotic mm. game on the computer and people will play it for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, and hours, and hours. Mysterious nefesh, mamish. Mysterious nefesh. <laughs> How come there's mysterious nefesh and there's not mysterious nefesh, yeah? How come they don't become emotionally traumatized by the amount of their giving into it? Because they invested in the process. So you're right, the key is how do you make the investment in the process? But there's one important thing, even though, good. So maybe it will have to come back to the go-slow approach. But now we come to go-slow approach as an absolute bidi evid, and therefore there may still be hope. 
Previous year was goes to approach because they have to be normal, they have to be normal, they have to be normal. Which kind of started to be translated as we've got to be mediocre in our lives. No, we have to be great. We have to change today. But what we end up as lunatics. So we have to find a way of changing today that we can't do. So we have to take a little, a little bit longer. So we have to be different today. And we have to be extreme. We have to, we have, if you look at any goddles, they were extreme to the extreme. Reb Chaim Briscoe, who wrote Seth from the Rambam. So forget about his learning. People literally, people who didn't have the money to sustain their kids, they literally he used to come and find babies bundled up at his doorstep. They used to raise, used to raise them. So he used to come back home and there'd be people, there, one woman moved into his living room. And then someone decided he came home and someone was sleeping in his bed. That's extreme chesed. It's extreme chesed. If I would have been dodged bullets to go give messages to prisoners. It's extreme. He risked his life. That's extreme. And the same thing is with tefillah. People, people waking up at, at, at nights and davening. It's extreme. Everything in Torah when it's successful is extreme. But those people that did it, they were there. It didn't feel like an effort for them. It felt like a fulfillment. Like the CEO doesn't feel like he's being extreme when he stays up at 4 o'clock in the morning. It's much easier for him to stay up and not to stay up. So we have to make it easier for us to stay up until 2 o'clock in the morning. Learning. That should be easier than going to sleep. Not easier physically. Not easier intellectually. But easier emotionally. Daniel Hewitt. What about the, the point where you, where you do something more often? even if you're not necessarily in it when you're doing it the more often you do it so the question is habit helps does habit help then it's you should do it extreme maybe it will go the other way then you know you're going too fast but it could have a positive influence and you can't you argue that point at all perhaps you could perhaps you could in other words let me let me let me let me hope that if i do the act it will somehow influence my inner being and you realize that of course there's a correspondence between external actions and inner inner sense for example the Mrs. Shrem says it, but it's been advocated for modern use of the treatment of depression. Mrs. Shrem says that the outer actions awaken the inactions. So a person who's lazy, which is, a, which is a code name for depressed, so if he moves quickly with his body, it will recreate his activity and it will reignite his simcha. So as a prescription for depression, sometimes depressions can be cre- treated purely with this, the medical world, as psychi- psychiatric, psychological, has advocated exercise. If a person wakes up in the morning early and exercises, sometimes that's enough to cure depression. Because that, that's a reality. So you see, by acting in a way that you, a person acts quickly and, and puts in effort when he's so mayach. So if you act as, a, as being simple, then it actually makes you simple inside. But it's not always so. For example, when it comes to chasidus, and Anova, the Mrs. Ramirez <coughs> says, if you act outwardly as a humble person, it destroys your inner sight. You don't become humble, you become a bigger Valdiva. So you have to know exactly how you play that part. But yes, maybe that's a way. But Rabbi said, you understand that there's a sugya over here. This is a very big sugya because really we can't continue living this scene of old Judaism that we used to. We need to, we need to, we need to feel the mysterious nefesh. We need to, we need to. It has to be extreme. But you're still not answering how to get to that investment because you've got that mental Dev, 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 Dev. How long have you lived a discussion for? Apparently you've only heard it once today. No, I've lived a discussion for a while. Okay, that's <laughs> good. I'm glad. Yeah. That's a saving grace. You're right. 
we have to work on it now. We have to work on it. We have to. That, that's going to be one of our. We have to. The deeper we feel the difficulty, the deeper we realize the need that today I have to be absolutely given over, extreme in my term of avoiding the middle school. The more I feel that, the deeper the cash is. But I can't do that. But I can do. It, but I can't do that. We have to feel. Yes, Max. Um, having you know, when you bring that example of the CEO saying up to 4, 4 a.m., you know, I've been in, you know, during music, I've been in music projects where I'll just stay up and like, yes. you know, I, I, I know that feeling. And I'm just trying to, I never felt that I was sacrificing like, of course oh, not. So, it's, I, I don't know when I got to that, when I crossed that threshold of completely being fine with being involved in that. So I think on, 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 a, on a conceptual thing, what happened is the music became more you than the sleep. You related to the music as a deep expression of yourself than the sleep. So therefore, of course, you give up something which is worth a lot for something which is worth a little. Yeah, and the payoff wasn't even like the, the money I was going to make on the no. project. It was just... It was, there you were. You could come into the world. You felt yourself being expressed. So if we feel totally expressed as ourselves, so then we can just stay up. Stuff. So you can't. You have a would learn thirty-six hours straight. Would be so as well. They, they, they would. They wouldn't. They wouldn't have sedarim. They would open up and they would learn until they literally dropped. Drop. They would just drop. They would physically drop. Some sefer had. He, he is giving a share at night, late one night, and he asked the bocher to go fetch a sefer. Bocher didn't come back, so he sent someone else to find him. He'd fallen asleep. It collapsed on the floor. So some papers said, see when he collapsed if he has his, his, his head on his hand, which means that he had enough strength to lift his, his arm to put on his head on. If he did, so wake him up. Otherwise, you can leave him sleeping. <laughs> in, the, in the book that you brought in before, the, the, the re- Discovering the Lost Self, yes. um, it also talks about those stories, though, saying that it always talks about the extreme of how they got to that point. But it doesn't talk about before. It, do, it doesn't. Talk, it, is, it describes when they got there, not how they got there. Exactly. So, so we know how they got there, but we know. But at least we have to. We have yeah, to make real to ourselves where we got to get. Right. Where we got to get. We have to know it all. We have to live it all. We have to be it all. We have to. We have to. Not nice idea for the tzaddikim of the door. That's what I have to do. Right. That's what I have to do. Now I've got a problem. I've got the me. So how can I move, how can I change, how can I completely shift my identity until the self that I have is much more connected to what the Torah says is the true expression of self than what I say is the true expression of self. So now, this is an introduction to what we'll have to explore f- more fully. But the Gemoyen Shabbat says perhaps a cloud for all life. It says a person that's born underneath the planet of Ma'adim is bloodthirsty. He can either become a shoicha, he can either become a murderer, a shoichet or a mohel. You see that there are certain qualities a person is born with. Every quality has got a realm of expression. Lowly, intermediate, lofty. Person born to be a with a thirst for blood, so he can be a murderer. That's a negative expression of the self. He can become a shoichet. That's a power of expression of the self. He become a mohel. That's a lofty expression of the self. That's true of every talent we have. Often, what happens is. The talents that are located in our expression of self are located either in the intermediate or the lower realm. Person has a desire for knowledge. It may well express itself as a fascination and obsession with food. Because the notion of knowledge is you take something from the external world and you make it part of yourself. On the lowest level, that can express itself as a desire to eat a lot. 
So when you're expressing, this is a problem, when you're expressing your desire on the lower level, it doesn't feel a lack, and therefore it's hard to raise it. Sometimes you have to take away from the lower level expression to create a push for a high level expression. But that's something we'll have to delve in more. Thank you, Rabbi Sai, for your careful...